0: Welcome back, everyone, to Showtime College Football. I'm your host, Chase Davidson. College football never fails to impress and amaze. The playoff pot is brewing. Washington wins a historic thriller against Oregon, and USC gets whooped by Notre Dame. George F. finds out the inevitable nightmare that is a Brock Bowers season-ending, possibly, injury. And just when you think everything is calm, Eight ranked teams go down on Saturday. This episode is powered by Game Day Threads. The launch is coming soon. Just wait. Nothing yet, but Game Day Threads gonna have some fire T-shirts and some good stuff that you're gonna love on there. And remember to use the code SeatGeek. Well, not not the code. Use my code on SeatGeek. Showtime CFB for twenty dollars off. For twenty dollars off your purchase. Uh, make sure to follow on the socials Showtime CFB on Instagram and so- Showtime CFB Pod on Twitter. Follow me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Got a new camera today. Looks good, huh? Nice. Looks really smooth, and uh, finally, it's not going to be laggy. So, got the HD. We're moving on up. You know that poor college budget, guys. Uh, I I don't really make any money from this at all. Um. So this is all just personal money I've saved up to buy my little mic here and my camera. So it ain't much, but it's honest work, you know. Anyways, what a week. What a good week of Showtime CFB. Um, Showtime CFB. Of CFB. Um, Everyone's beating everyone. I mean, you look at, like, the rotation of CFB and what happens in college football, where just it's so inconsistently good and inconsistent where it's inconsistent so it is good. Um, you look at the Pac-12 right now. Everyone has beat especially those lower that like that group of like four teams, you know exactly who I'm talking about, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State, UCLA, they're all kind of joined in this little cluster of like 15 to 22 in the rankings. And uh, they've all pretty much beaten each other already and like we're only like 3 weeks into like Pac-12 play. Um you know Washington State beats Oregon State a few weeks ago. Um but then UCLA upsets Washington state, but then Oregon state beats UCLA, but then Utah beats UCLA, but then Arizona steps in and beat, beats Washington state. So, and Oregon state beats Utah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Gotta love it. Gotta love college football. And of course, like Louisville beating Notre Dame last week was wild. Just absolutely crushing them. And then Notre Dame walks out and beats USC, hands it to them. And then Louisville is like, Oh, okay, let's go lose to Pitt on the road. One and one and four pit. Yeah. (laughs) If I was a betting man, I would not be betting on college football at this point because it is wild. Or you would be because the underdogs are going to win half the time. So bet those positive spreads or those are those money lines. Do it. Anyways, yes, it's been such a good week. What a good week. Let's do some breaking news real quick. Brock Bowers this morning the staff at Georgia has announced that Brock Bowers will be out for at least four to six weeks. That is pretty much the rest of the season, the rest of the regular season. Don't worry. Um, for an ankle injury. And if I was a Georgia fan, I'd be very much more worried now because we were just starting to think like, all right, Georgia starting to kick it on. Like, here we go. Like, here we go. Like, it's going to be Georgia going to go to the playoff. Cause there's not much, they're not really playing anybody else. that's even on their level. Yeah, it's going to be not much competition here. But now, um, without Brock Bowers, I mean, you would have lost to Auburn without Brock Bowers. Anybody could know that one. So, even, I wouldn't say you almost lost to Vandy, but it was a little close to Vandy because you lost Brock Brock Bowers early in that game. And it was a 10-point game with Vanderbilt with, uh, what was it, like five minutes ago? It's a 10-point game with Vanderbilt. So just saying, that game was a little scary. Anyways, uh, I'd be a little more worried. Uh, there's a reason I have Georgia at three in my poll. I'm gonna go down my entire top ten, but that's that's really what I'm looking at right now. Is the Brock Bowers injury is really hurting? Is he was obviously Carson Beck has done really good things. Georgia is all around very solid. I have no hate on Georgia, but Brock Bowers being hurt, he's the best player on the team, um, and he really has been helping out that Georgia offense, you know, get get points. So. Quickly, I forgot to announce a poll on my story. Um, right before I, I, I forgot up until right before this. But I want, I really want to quickly, really quickly want to get into this. Um, I wanted you guys to have take part in a lot of these podcasts, and I still do. So quickly, I said, "I'm filming right now, so answer this quickly." What is your top five hot takes only wrong answers only? Let's see what the uh, what y'all did. See if you're active. I just really put this up like. Fifteen minutes ago. So uh, let's see. We got quite a bit of responses already. We got uh what eight, nine responses. All right. Let's see if we got any interesting ones. Um, full metal pilot. Honestly, I agree with him a lot. Michigan one, Washington two, Florida State three, Georgia four, Bama five. Or no, sorry, not Bama, Oklahoma five. Um wouldn't be the craziest though. Alabama's doing okay. Um, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Um the Shadow Wolf 1718 says Michigan Georgia OU Washington Air Force. Yeah, I gotta love that Air Force. Huge win against Wyoming. I I'm all for the group of five teams making a making a power statement into the top 25. Air Force um, pops in the top 25 for the first time in a long time. Love it. They are six and zero, looking like the Mountain West favorites right now. Could be the team that gets that Fiesta Bowl bid. Um, yeah. As of right now, we got some other Noah Jensen. Uh, my guy has responded. Jackson 8, six eight five, Sean Latigue um, has Washington at number one, FSU at two, Oklahoma three, Georgia four, five Ohio State, and he says Michigan has played nobody. Yeah, I mean respect. If you are like me, and a little more severely like me, um, then Michigan frankly has no business being in the top five if you're using just quality wins, you know. Um, however, gotta love it. Everyone has different opinions. That's college football. That's bias. That's how it works here. Anyways, I'm going to go down my top 10. My top 10. And go down the games, how they looked. Going to be organized today, all right? Going to be nice and organized. I'm going to try not to jump everywhere like I usually do. Maybe you guys like that. I'm probably still going to do it. We'll try not to, though. Anyways, my top 10. Number one, I got Michigan. Yep. Sorry, Sean. I got Michigan at number one. Um, Despite not having quality wins, I know that's what I preach. I preach that quality wins, ranked wins, um, are huge away games, environment. Um, But remember, the eye test is big for me. The eye test, how you look, turnovers, penalties. Do you look dominant? Like, Am I watching this game being like, holy frick, no one's going to beat this team? That's going to be my number one team, and it looks like Michigan right now. Um, All I'm saying is that Vanderbilt... Would have gotten blown up by seventy by Michigan. That's all I'm saying. Michigan is the deepest team in college football, and there is no question. I am not even a huge Michigan guy, but I, I've I've seen what I've seen, and that's my opinion right now on Michigan. Have haven't played anybody with a pulse. I'm aware of that. You barely even played anybody with a winning record. Uh, Rutgers is probably the best team you played, um, and they and they have proven to be decent. They beat Michigan State this weekend, which was huge for them. But like, still, I mean, we're talking about Rutgers as your best win, so. Um, yeah. Anyways, fifty-two to seven, they kill Indiana. But here's the thing: Michigan is killing Indiana, dude. The starters were subbed out in the second quarter. That's all I'm saying. You beat them fifty-two to seven with your third string, essentially. Obviously, you, uh, um, you know, like, there's times where the second stringers and the third stringers, you know, it maybe it gets a little close because, or a little close. Maybe the blowout doesn't look so good because. Um, you know, you you go up 35-7 in the first half or in the third quarter, and then you put in the second stringers and maybe the other team scores again. Maybe they, um, I, I don't know. A lot of times that happens in college football. But with Michigan, the third stringers are blowing out the first stringers of the other team. I don't care. It's a power five team and that is hard to do. Michigan has played the entire roster, nearly like 99.9% of the roster in the last few games blowing people out of the water. That's all I'm saying. It's just they're they're very very impressive all around in every aspect. It's so complete. This is why I have Michigan at 1. Um and I think I think it still goes in my in my uh how do I say this? my my criticism the way I rank teams. I've described it uh, last week I kind of went more in depth on how I rank teams and how I determine who's higher and who's lower. Um and obviously, quality wins and resume are big for me. But just as big as that is the eye test, how they look. Um, and that's one reason why Georgia is just still just kind of um, sitting there in my rankings. And they're not, I, people get mad at me for not having them at number one, which I understand. You have different critiques. You have different um, things that you look for. But just the eye test, Kentucky, they finally passed the eye test. But Georgia, like against Vanderbilt, not passed the eye test. You just did not look dominant in that game. Just did not look dominant. Um, you looked good. You looked like a top 10 team. But you did not look like the number one team in the country at all. Kentucky was the only team we've done that against. And we just watched Kentucky get beat by Missouri by a lot. So that's all I'm saying. Um, Georgia has a slightly better resume than Michigan. But I have Georgia at three. Number two, in the middle of those two, I have Washington. After the huge win against Oregon. Historic, historic, historic game. Biggest game. Uh, between these two pretty much ever. Um, number seven, Washington, versus number eight, Oregon. It was big time. It was huge. I, I, If you haven't seen it, please watch it. Please watch the highlights. I mean, this game is one of those where it's just back, forth, back, forth. Oh, so good. Um, Washington had a lead for a good amount of this game. They kind of were just scoring first. Um, but still, I mean, the momentum was just going everywhere. A fourth down and goal stop for Oregon. Looked like all of a sudden Oregon was going to win the game. They were up 33-29 with not that much time left in the game. And just, it was a classic. It was an instant classic. If you've played NCAA 13-14, and 14, you had the instant classics. Easily, this game is number one. One of the best games I've ever watched in my life, despite the outcome. Um, I was somewhat cheering for Oregon. Um, a lot of family and friends that go to Oregon. Um, a lot of family and friends that cheer for Oregon. However, I picked Washington. And so I was kind of just wanting a good game. Uh, I liked both teams, and daggum, talk about college football being the best sport ever. Um, Washington walks off with a, with a missed Oregon field goal. There are some flaws in Washington that I've seen. Um, I have them number two above Georgia, mainly because the resume looks better. They're more electric. I see them as more dominant. Um, but there are still some flaws. Um, Oregon outgained you, Washington, by 150 yards. That's something that's not good. Now you won the game, fair and square. You got the win. There's a reason you're at two, but here's that's 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 a big deal. Oregon won the game on the stat sheet. That's something that you never really want to be proud of. Is that we won the game, but not in some ways we did not win that game. You know you got to improve that. Um, You're one of the best offenses in the country, and you had 150 less yards than Oregon did. So something to improve for Washington is definitely like. Keeping up with that, you know, I don't even know what to say really about that. It's just kind of like it just happened. That's just that's just what happened. Oregon looked really really good. There's a reason why I have Oregon in my top ten. You'll see where I have them ranked um, because Oregon did outgain Washington. Looked very 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 good. Oregon did not drop. In fact, they actually went up in my rankings. That's all I gotta say about that. Number three, I have UGA. I just talked about them. Number four, I have OU. They had a bye week this week. I still like OU a lot, um, and. Right now, they're kind of hanging around there with FSU, kind of in the same spot. You could I could switch them very easily. Uh, I know Florida, my my loyal Florida State fans aren't super happy that I have them above them. OU above them, um, but that's where I have them for right now because the win at Texas is just so impressive. You know, that's a better win than LSU. As for now, obviously you have at Clemson as well, talking to FSU, but OU win over Texas just looks a little better on paper. And I really like how they've, how they won a lot of the other games. So right now I'll use it for. Dylan Grayby is a star. Love it. FSU. Beat, beat down on Syracuse. Really, really good win, actually. Syracuse is a good team, and FSU was it 41 to three or something like that? Yeah, 41 to three. Huge win, just because it was just like, yeah, you just went out and dominated a quality power five team. Say what you want about Syracuse? Quality team. Um, they've had a kind of a tough kind of Arkansas type of schedule to start off with the ACC. You don't usually play Clemson, North Carolina, and Florida State in back-to-back-to-back weeks. Just saying. Um, But anyways, Florida State blows out Syracuse. Loving what Jordan Travis is doing. Um, To my FSU fans, though, I'm all for the Jordan Travis hype train because there's been a lot of slander saying like, oh, dude, Graham Mertz has better stats than Jordan Travis. Oh, what? Oh, my gosh. Graham Mertz is better than Jordan Travis. Well, yeah, you can make a case for that. Graham Mertz played really well this weekend. He's played really well, but when you're playing three quarters of every single game, at least the last four or five games, Jordan Travis has not even played a full, you know, barely even played a half. You know, you're putting in the subs in the third quarter. So, I mean, if you take it out, if you were to take Jordan Travis's averages, add them to that almost a whole entire game he's missed just by Florida State blowing out people, he's got better stats than Graham Mertz. However, it's a valid argument. But that's that's my re- rebuttal to that, and it's like, well, Jordan Travis has played like half the time, so of course he's gonna have like li- equal or less yards than Graham Mertz, um, or like the Jaden Daniels. Credit to Jaden Daniels though; he's been rising up a lot in the uh, in the Heisman rankings from LSU. So, and number six, I have Ohio State University. Um, just waiting for Penn State, honestly. Um, you know, the, the Notre Dame win is really, really good on the road. Notre Dame has looked good as they beat USC this week. We'll talk about that later. But um, just still waiting for a little more answers from Ohio State. And, you know, just when you play a top 10 opponent this week, I feel okay having them a little bit further back. Um, I don't feel quite as like, uh-oh. You know, I've talked about this before. But, like, they're going to have their chance to prove themselves this week. If they beat Penn State, then, whoa. they're. Let's say Ohio State beats Penn State at home. You know, at, in in the shoe at home, um, you know, Ohio State's got to be top four at that point. Um, yeah, easily a playoff team if they're able to beat Penn State. So, yeah, something to think about. That's where I have Ohio State. I know a lot of my guys, a lot of you guys, love Ohio State. Um, not sleeping on them. I'm wary. I'm very uh, well aware. I've been watching Ohio State play. Um, which is the teams I've listed above have a little bit have a little bit better better resume, and I've liked to have seen them more. Just waiting for the Penn State game this weekend. Really excited. Number seven, Oregon. They moved up in my poll from eight to seven. They jumped Penn State. Nothing, no shade to PSU, but it comes down to resume. How a look on the fields. They just outplayed Washington in a game they lost um, by 150 yards. Um, going forward on fourth down was probably the curse of Dan Lanning there. Did not like that play call too much. It was fourth and three, like on the, it was fourth and six. Anyways, it was 4th and not 1. So, I mean, it was more than just a 4th and one, fourth and inches. Um, went for it on their own 40 with a few minutes left in the game, with, like, 2 minutes left in the game. Not the best decision from Dan Lanning and company, even though I love Dan Lanning a lot, and I love Oregon. Um, was not impressed by that, even in the moment. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, oh they're going for it. Are they going to make it? And then you're critical after. In this one, I was like, bro, what the heck are they doing? Like, I don't know. It was wild. You were up 33-29 and probably could have punted the ball away in that moment. Maybe Washington still scores, but just a little, yeah, didn't feel super good about that one. Um, but, yeah, Oregon fans, don't worry. There is still hope. I think you're still the most likely team, other than Washington, to make the playoff. Um, hopefully you get a rematch of this game in the Pac-12 championship. Hope is definitely not lost for Oregon. That was my category in the post that I posted yesterday. Um for Oregon was there's still hope all like Texas right now exactly the same as Texas and the Big 12 championship with Oklahoma exactly the same i say if Oregon wins out which is going to be much harder than Texas um, for a good reason if Oregon wins out definitely go to the playoff i think you know let's say Oregon and Washington both win out let's say Oregon beats Washington in the Pac 12 championship they should both be in the playoff no matter what else is going on in other teams a 14 playoff is so hard to see here guys it's hard to choose four teams. Anyways, uh, Oregon could still go to the playoff here. Penn State. Penn State at eight. That's who I got. I love Penn State. I am not, not, not a Penn State hater. Please do not call me a Penn State hater. I am actually a Penn State lover. If you were to ask me any time, pretty much throughout my entire life, say like, okay, other than BYU, you know, who's my, who's my, my college, grew up, childhood team, who's like your favorite team? I'd be like, well, I, I really like Penn State. I like Auburn. Um I mean, as a kid, they were blue, so I liked them. But, you know, they're just, they're never, like, the team that you hate. They're always kind of a team to cheer for. Um, Penn State's kind of the ultimate underdog in the Big Ten right now. Ultimate underdog being just trying to beat those two giants. And, you know, Penn State's always been kind of my team in the Big Ten. A lot of people don't like them. That's fine. Um, but I love Penn State. I just love Happy Valley. Um, Beaver Stadium is legendary. So, like, don't worry, guys. The minute that Penn State is, if I'm enabled to put Penn State up, I will. Like, I love Penn State, and I really like what they've been looking like this year. The reason I have them at eight, it comes down to quality wins. They've looked really, really good on the field. They handed it to UMass, albeit one seven, UMass, 63 to nothing. Still impressive to shut out a team, but still um, a lot like Michigan, where they beat teams handily, beat them really good. Um, not quite the star power of Michigan. There's a reason I have them at eight. Uh, best win being maybe West Virginia. Um, they beat them at home. That's probably the best win thus far. Even more than Iowa, I'd say West Virginia's maybe a better win. Uh, maybe they're close to being whatever you want to say about that. Anyways, that's where I'm standing with Penn State because they're playing OSU this weekend. We'll see if they beat OSU. Oh baby, I love Penn State. So yeah, that's where I, that's where I stand with them right now. Texas I have at nine. Texas dropped huge for me this weekend. big drop. um what they had to buy. What happened? Well, frankly, I kind of came to my senses and I was like, well, Oregon looked really good, and Penn State still deserves to be up there. Um, you know, we'll see where Texas goes. They got a week schedule ahead of them, so we'll see what happens. But um Texas is still really good. Don't worry. Um, frankly, I would love for Texas to be really good because I'm going to Austin in a week and a half. To watch Texas play BYU. So that's going to be epic. Never been to Austin. Well, I've been to Austin, I think, as a kid. But like not to Texas. Not to UT. Really excited for that game. And number, my number 10 team. A lot of people are having this team at number 10. It's not Bama. UNC. Big win against Miami. Their first ranked win of the season. And frankly, their first like good win of the season over a good team. Despite what you, you want to say about Miami. Miami is a very talented team. Um, you know, I talked about last week, like, I don't know if Miami could do it due to the emotional loss against Georgia Tech. And I, I think that's what happened. Miami played actually better than I thought they would. Miami kept this one close, but North Carolina in the second half just started running through them. North Carolina is definitely on the rise. That's my category for them this week is on the rise. Um, could be some competition for Florida State. They don't play each other, um, but they might win the ACC championship. So, um, Really, really excited for what is going to happen between those two uh, this uh, this postseason. So that's, of course, the ACC championship is kind of looking like it's going to be those two teams. Frankly, in a lot of the conferences this year, obviously there's favorites. Um, but there's three conferences you can kind of definitively say, like, okay, I think it's going to be these three teams. Uh, obviously, the Big 12 is the easiest one. Oklahoma, Texas. But ACC is definitely looking like it's going to be Florida State, North Carolina. And Pac-12, for now, looks like it's going to be Oregon-Washington. Obviously, a lot of good teams in the Pac-12. Oregon State can make a run. USC can make a run. So, we'll see. I'm talking super fast, guys. I'm going to slow down a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about Notre Dame-USC. Number 10, USC, went to Notre Dame and lost. Um, got their butts kind of handed to them. Now, the, the score, I think, is a little misleading. This game was a little closer than people think it was. Um, here, here's my takeaways from this game. A lot of those points at the very end of the game came from USC just kind of giving up. Now, it's not taking away from Notre Dame, not really taking away from the win. They still would have won without this happening, but like USC kind of crumbled when it came down to like, oh, frick, we're going to lose this game. And then just like kind of fell apart. USC fumbled like three times in the last like two minutes of the game, which gave Notre Dame like easy scores. That's all I'm saying. Like, if, if USC hadn't crumbled as bad, it would be like 31 20. Or like maybe even 28-20 um, or 35-20. Wouldn't would be 48-20 by 28-point loss. I think a 28-point loss is a little bit exaggerated. It, it's, it's what happened. But all I'm saying is like it was kind of a, a runaway train that just broke loose at the very end of the game, which you can't let that happen. So it definitely showed some signs against, against USC that I didn't like. Um, USC looking maybe worse than last year. I don't even know, guys. Um, Notre Dame is much better than last year, so uh Notre Dame made my category. These both these teams made my categories list. Uh USC made my made my list for bust. They're still in the top twenty five. They're still good, but like that was a pretty tough one. And uh Notre Dame made my bust or not my 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 bust. Um my list for a new category called IDK anymore. <laughs> I don't even know what to think anymore about Notre Dame. They're just all over the place. That's so Notre Dame, just to get blown up by Louisville, and then just blow out USC. Uh, of course they do. Um, gotta love it. Gotta love it. So yeah, 48-20, Notre Dame walks away with this win. Notre Dame, um, sadly, kind of eliminated from the playoff, definitely at this point. Um, don't really have anybody else on the schedule except for Clemson. So can't really earn your way. You can maybe try and sneak into a, if you can win out, a 10-2 and Notre Dame team could maybe make them a New Year's 6. Depending on the other circumstances, maybe, um, but yeah, I don't see Notre Dame obviously going to the playoff. USC, I do not see going to the playoff anymore. Obviously, crazy things have happened. Let's say USC wins out. I don't, I don't see them beating Oregon or Washington. They do play um, one of those guys at home. I think they play Washington at home. Yeah, I think, I think uh USC, maybe there's hope. I really hope that they can, they can turn it up and make something happen. Um, but yeah, that's that's. It wasn't a good look for USC. Uh, let's keep it going. Oregon State, UCLA. Here, here's my uh... Oregon State's really good. and I mean Oregon State is really good. I like them a lot. I have Oregon State at 12 in my poll, and actually, I thought that was a little high. Then the eight people came out a little little bit after, and it was pretty accurate. I think Oregon State went up to like 12 or 13 or something like that. Anyways, um, I love Oregon State. I'm one of America's teams right now. Beat UCLA. Now, UCLA is such a good team with a freshman quarterback. Um, this is pretty much showing, this is how I, I take this. This is showing the, the difference that it makes in college football to have a transfer QB versus a true freshman QB. Um, transfers are the move. That's basically what this is saying. Transfers are the move. Um, your freshman QB, Dante Moore, is amazing, but playing in an environment like that, not used to that. And obviously he had that at Utah, but you just start throwing picks when you're that young. It's tough to win games when you're an 18, 19-year-old playing in a Pac-12. And, uh, you know, a lot of mistakes, a lot of really good throws. He got the talent. A lot of the awareness, though, is not quite there yet. Just he'll get there. True freshman. Don't worry about it, Dante Moore. Really like your game. Um, But, yeah, there's there's some things to improve on for UCLA. But Oregon State looks really good. 36-24. The Beavers could still maybe go to the Pac 12 championship. They have just as much of a likelihood as Oregon does. Um, One thing to consider, though, I did forget to mention this about USC, is that uh, USC still doesn't have a Pac 12 loss. That's one thing they have in their favor. This Notre Dame loss was out of conference. So right now, USC and Washington are technically the two top dogs with no conference losses. Just saying. So you got stages, you got USC and Washington, then you have Utah, Oregon State. And um, not UCLA, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State has two, two losses, too. So is it just Utah and Oregon State? And Oregon, oh, duh. Utah, Oregon State, and Oregon with one loss in the conference. So that's where we're standing right now. Um, speaking about the other Pac-12 loss, I love Washington State so much, but I am so disappointed. Blown out at home. By Arizona. 44-6. to That's rough for one of the best offenses in the country. I am so disappointed in Washington State and what just happened. Arizona is sneaky, sneaky good. Best three-loss team in the country, I'd say. Um, Yeah, I have Arizona ranked at 29 because almost beat USC. Just manhandled a really good Washington State team. And, uh, yeah. Anyways. That's that. I don't really have much more to say about that game. Wasn't able to watch it as, as it was kind of happening at the same time as a lot of other games. But just <sighs> Washington State disappointed me so much. Now Washington State has to go to Eugene and play against Oregon. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, but here's my next thing, Tennessee. The first good word I've said about Tennessee in a long time. Uh, I love Tennessee. I, it's kind of like a Penn State thing where I actually really like Tennessee. But I have not, not liked what I've seen this year so far. Um, but finally, Tennessee is like the Texas A&M team is really good. I really like Texas A&M, and they beat Tennessee or beat Texas A&M at home. Love it. Tennessee is a good team, and so I am now kind of like, all right, Tennessee, like let's go, let's do this. And I believe now Tennessee goes to Bama this weekend, so we'll see how that one goes. Um, honestly, I think it could go either way because Alabama nearly lost to Arkansas this week. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, alright, guys. I'm tired. Wow, oh, I'm yawning. Tired. Um, it was a wild weekend. I loved it. Um, Missouri throttles Kentucky. Missouri is sitting at six and one. They play Georgia in two weeks. Sleeper, sleeper Georgia upset. Hmm, could be fun. Missouri goes to Athens to play Georgia. I think it's in two weeks. There could be a seven seven and one Missouri team. Yeah, Missouri's good. I really like him a lot. LSU, throttles auburn 48-18. Maybe not so much of a bust. Really like what I'm seeing. But yeah, guys, that's what I've seen from Week 7. Those are my takes. What I've liked so far. Um, honest, brutally honest. Some might not like it. Some might. Um, but yeah, that's just uh, college football for a week, you know? Next week, I'm so excited. Hopefully having Husky Zone, Washington fan. On the podcast soon, um, but yeah, I'm gonna see you guys on Friday. Also, let me know if you like Thursday or Friday podcast better, Thursday or Friday. Uh, but yeah, probably gonna be coming out on Friday. Love it. Be ready for game day. Um, game day prestige coming out soon. Just be ready for that. So uh, I might have said game day threads earlier. Did I say game day threads? I might have said that. I said game day threads. I meant game day prestige. That's the name of the company. is game day prestige. Anyways signing off from sometime college football.